you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Building the Temple. Solomon knew it was his responsibility to build the temple of the Lord. Therefore, he gathered a large workforce and provided them all the materials they needed. He got cedar from King Hiram of Lebanon, who had been a friend of David, his father. The entire construction took seven years to complete. During that time, there wasn't the sound of tools at the temple site because everything was assembled elsewhere. The inside walls were totally covered with cedar. The walls of the most holy place were covered with pure gold. All of the vessels, furnishings, and tools for worship were also made of gold. He also made a place for Gentiles who wanted to come to the temple and pray. Once the temple was done, King Solomon assembled the leaders from all the tribes of Israel. The priests went and got the Ark of God. The only things in it at that time were the two tablets of stone that Moses had put there. As the priests carefully carried the Ark toward the temple, sacrifices were made all along the way. Finally, they arrived and the Ark of God was put in the most holy place. Suddenly, the glory of the Lord filled the temple like a cloud. It was so thick the priests had to stop what they were doing. The king gave thanks to God. He then turned to face the people and gave them a blessing and prayer of dedication. Finally, he stood before the altar of the Lord and prayed. He asked God to hear his people when they confessed their sins and asked for forgiveness. He also asked God to hear Gentiles who prayed at the temple. Together, the entire nation of Israel sacrificed to God and dedicated the temple to the Lord. This celebration lasted for 14 days. Once it was over, the people returned to their homes with their hearts full of happiness. God then met with Solomon a second time. He said, I have heard your prayer and have set this house apart for myself. If you walk with me as your father did, I'll establish your kingdom forever. But if you and your descendants disobey my commandments and start worshiping other gods, I'll depart from this house and it will become a disgrace. I'll then take the people of Israel off from this land. For the next 13 years, Solomon built a house for himself. After that, he built several cities. He established a great workforce for all of his construction projects. There was no other king in the entire world like Solomon. Second Chronicles chapter 3, verse 14. And he made the veil of blue, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and wove cherubim into it. So much of scripture has hidden types and wonderful analogies that we often overlook. Purple is the color of royalty, and fine linen is the righteous acts of the spirits. In Luke 16:19, Jesus spoke of a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. It appears the rich man is a type of the self-indulgent church that lets the sinner starve at his gate without offering the bread of life. It says that it's rich, but it is wretched, miserable, poor, blind, 
and naked. Let's also read 2 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 4. We're talking about the altar that Solomon is having created in the temple. And uh, verse 4 reads, It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, three looking toward the west, three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. The sea was set upon them, and all their back parts pointed inward. Well, as laborers, we are sent to the four corners of the earth. The vast sea of lost humanity weighs heavily upon us. William Booth is quoted as saying, Look, don't be deceived by appearances. Men and things are not what they seem. All who are not on the rock are in the sea. Look at them from the standpoint of the great white throne, and what a sight you have. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is through his Spirit in the midst of this dying multitude, struggling to save them. And he is calling on you to jump into the sea, to go right away to his side and help him in the holy strife. Will you jump? That is, will you go to his feet and place yourself absolutely at his disposal? Good question. One last verse in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called to my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, seek his face, right? What God in his sovereignty may yet do on a world scale, I don't claim to know. But what he will do for the plain man or woman who seeks his face, I believe I do know and can tell others. Let any man turn to God in earnest. Let him begin to exercise himself unto godliness. Let him seek to develop his powers of spiritual receptivity by trust and obedience and humility, and the results will exceed anything he may have hoped in his leaner and weaker days. That is a quote from A.W. Tozer. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call Turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.